Tech Talk. Tech Talk with Jess Kelly. This is News Talk. Yeah, you're very welcome along to Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Coming up over the next hour, the head of Samsung UK and Ireland will join me to talk through their new foldable phone lineup. Derek Riley is just back from China and we'll have the latest news in the world of EVs. And we're going to meet the team behind Gomo World, which is taking the expense out of using your phone when you're outside the EU. As always, you can email the show techtalk at newstalk.com or you'll find me on Instagram at jesskellynt. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about cashless society. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Let me know what you think. Uh, we're not going to talk about Twitter becoming X because I just don't have anything else to say. Like, let me know what you think. Does it matter? Do you care? Ugh, you know. It's another Elonism. I was on with Kieran during the week and uh, kind of said that it it's there's the potential for this to be very exciting, but I don't know that Elon Musk is the man to make it happen, and I don't know that I want the platform to become the everything app because do you trust him? Um, yeah. Anyway, I said we won't talk about it, so we won't. We're going to move on. Uh, and we're going to talk about an exciting story from the world of tech this week, which is uh, the new Samsung Foldables. They held their first in-person event on Wednesday. I wasn't there. I watched online like everybody else. Uh, but I had been given the Galaxy Z Flip 4. I always get the words in the wrong order, but that's what it's called. Uh, so this is the flippy phone. It kind of looks like something that Barbie would have. In a good way. Uh, I was given the phone before the launch happened, so I've been using it for a few days. The Fold, which is the bigger phone, is actually sitting on my desk right now, so I'm going to go out and have a play with that. Uh, but a few minutes ago, I got to speak with James Keto, who is the head of Samsung Mobile in UK and Ireland, and I asked him to introduce us to this new lineup. Yeah, uh, of course. Thank you, Jess. And uh, we're super excited to be bringing uh, our latest iteration of foldables to to the market. Of course, that's the Z Flip 5 and the Z Fold 5. And these are our fifth generation now of foldables. We've been leading the market and pushing innovation and that innovation agenda forwards, which is what Samsung does. And we're yeah, we're good at it. it it's in our DNA, it, it what drives us forward and it helps drive the market. And so our fifth iteration, uh, it really takes forward our the ownership and the experience around foldables to the next level. So, so very briefly, the Flip 5, uh, the improvements and the iterations we see here are quite substantial. You've got a massive cover screen now on the front of the Flip. It's nearly 3, 3.2 inches in size. So that allows you to uh, experience a, a mobile phone without having to open it up. You've got a cover screen. We call it the... Um, we, we call it the flex window. On that window, you can take selfies, you can view content, you can reply to messages, you can write WhatsApps. Uh, you know, the really it's almost endless in terms of the possibility that's given to you through that that new screen on the front. And then, of course, you open it up and you've got the amazing, vibrant screen on the inside. Uh, we've really focused on durability for both flip and fold. Uh, we've increased um, the durability of the hinge, the screen, to ensure that these phones are not only built to last, but they're lasting 
investing and they're giving our customers an amazing experience throughout their ownership cycle. Because what we're recognizing in Ireland, as much as the rest of Europe, is we're seeing customers are holding onto their phones for longer. And then we've got the Fold, the Fold 5. Again, we've refined that product. We've made it thinner. We've closed the gap. So when you shut it, the thing completely closes up. There's no gap down the middle. Uh, we've increased the quality of the screen, the brightness of the screen. We've put new processors into all of our phones, giving you the very latest Snapdragon uh, Gen 2 uh, for Galaxy platform inside. Uh, and again, you know, really doubled down on durability uh, with new armor aluminium and all sorts of uh, fine tuning elements to these devices to make them feel very, very different in the hand uh, for this year's model range. Uh, and of course, we're seeing already uh, huge numbers of people coming into the Irish market and the UK market uh, to join the flip side, which is our campaign headline uh, for this latest launch. Yeah, so I've tested the Flip and I have to say I really like it. That flex screen that you mentioned, that to me is the real difference and a real selling point because as nice as the 4, 3, 2 and the original one were, I actually found myself using the cover screen on the 5 much more and I felt like I was faffing around less on the phone, you know, that doom scrolling and so on. I was just using the phone when I needed it. How much of that design change comes from customer feedback versus Samsung just flexing its muscles and showing that it can put a good screen on the outside of a phone? Well, I think we we listen to our consumers intently across the globe. You know, the, the market I work in, obviously representing the UK and Ireland, will we'll acutely listen to our consumers and our customers who are taking these products to market. We'll feed that back into our design centres that are, are placed right across the world. We've got a design centre in London and, of course, in HQ. So, so there's absolutely a feedback loop between our consumers, our end customers, uh, and our design teams. And then, of course, we've also got you know that innovation from R&D. And it's where those two come together, where we can bring R&D and the very forefront of our capabilities together with what consumers are needing and wanting. That's where, as you say, the magic really happens. But, but take, for example, some recent data uh, from the Digital Trends Survey from Deloitte that's shown that in Ireland, uh, almost a third of people are checking their phone 50 times a day. And I'm sure you and I both fit into that camp, I'll mm -hmm. be honest. And I think you're right with something like Flip. Um, you know, that cover screen, the new cover screen allows you to access the content you want, check and see notifications, you know, but you know, then put the phone away, you know, close it up and tuck it into your pocket. It's super pocketable. And so, you know, rightly, we're giving customers an ability to access their mobile, access the content that matters, but not necessarily get distracted by their phone the whole time. I think it's about delivering experience that also ensures customers can be in the real world as much as they can be in the virtual world. Uh, but absolutely, we listen to consumers the whole time to make sure we deliver uh, you know, human-led innovations that, that really help them you know, have a much more enjoyable and a better experience on our mobiles than anyone else's. I remember talking to one of your colleagues, uh, Quentin Doran O'Reilly from the Irish office, and we were chatting about the durability of the hinge on the Z Folds or the flip uh, phone, sorry. And he said that it's been tested and they know, that, you know, how long the hinge will last. But it does seem that in the five, there's been further focus on that mechanism again, not only in terms of durability, but in terms of the size, so trying to make the phone that bit more compact and it does sit comfortably in your back pocket or your side pocket. Uh, absolutely. And actually, I was in Korea five weeks ago um, and, and obviously I'd seen the products already, but I had an opportunity to see. Uh, I'm a bit of a tech geek, I suppose. And they had a, one that was totally disassembled and they showed the hinge mechanic. 
for the latest Flip 5 and Fold 5. And then they showed the evolution of our hinges and how that the engineering and the, and the prowess into our engineering had evolved over the course of the, the five generations that we've been making foldables. Uh, and it's truly staggering. I mean, the, you know, the sheer amount of uh, clever technology and you know, micro engineering that goes into a mobile phone uh, blows your mind anyway. But when you see the in intricacy of the hinge, the, mecha the me mechanics behind that hinge and how it's been designed and developed to, uh, to take that durability to the next level it really is quite outstanding uh, the tests that they've run in hq um, will allow these phones to be open and closed in excess of 200,000 times which when you do the maths and you look at typical ownership cycles running at around 34 months or so at the moment and you know our, our phones as you can tell will, will be built to last a lot longer than that um, and so, yeah, durability has been a big focus for us. We've also increased the uh, the durability of the screen itself, uh, increasing its thickness ever so slightly in, in kind of microns of thickness, but that adds a significant increase in durability. Uh, we've added Victus Glass uh, 2, so which is a, a product from uh, from Corning, which is, again, the toughest glass on any mobile phone. And we've got, um, we've got our armor aluminium, so the frame and the case of the phones are made in armor aluminium, which is some of the toughest yet lightest aluminium you can get. So whilst we've decreased the weight on the Fold 5 and the weight on the Flip is about the same as the previous. Uh, we've increased their durability and as you say, it's about how it feels in the hand and importantly how it feels in the pocket. And Flip, you know, is the most super... Is it's the most portable phone out there in the market and the most powerful. And of course, it enables you, know, you to take selfies an entirely different way and use the camera in a way that really you know, traditional mobile phones and monoblock phones just can't allow you to do that. Yeah, the form factor is also brilliant for video calls and stuff like that as well. Um, I suppose I was using it intensely for the few days that I had it for review and I really did like it. But one thing that would still make me a little bit nervous, I suppose, is that if something were to happen to it, even though it is built of more durable materials and all the rest, if it were to smash, uh, the cost of the repair would be pretty high. Yeah, we're working to, I mean, I think that it's an industry challenge around around mobile phones. Uh, I mean, even the toughest of mobile phones you know, can on occasion get a broken screen. I mean, the good news is the screen here isn't isn't glass in the traditional sense. It's not a solid piece of glass. Believe it or not, it is it is a flexible glass material. Um, so actually, that can withstand a lot versus uh, other traditional glass screen phones. Uh, but, you know, on occasion, you know, everyone's going to get a dented phone or a, or a damaged phone. So repair is an important part of the ownership cycle. Um, you know, we offer a number of solutions, including Samsung Care Plus, um, to support uh, the ownership of our customers and provide them with a reassurance around a, a protection policy, uh, as do many of the channel partners there in Ireland offer protection policies as well. Uh, and then our repair centres and our repair partners across the Irish market are there to support the repair journey for customers in a quick and simple fashion. And we're doing a lot of work behind the scenes to make sure that those repairs are as affordable uh, and as cost efficient as possible for customers. And that includes looking at what elements of the phone are repairable, uh, even self-repairable. We've been uh, we've been on the journey to try and drive towards allowing consumers you know, with the right kit and materials that are available to, to even self-repair in some markets. So yeah, we're very focused on that because as I said, our, our intention, our mission and our duty is to make products that last. Um, mm -hmm. 
you know, they need to withstand the demands of everyday life, um, but also they need to recognize that customers typically, as I mentioned, are owning a phone for about 34 months or so, but that's not the end of its life cycle. That phone may well then get handed down to children or someone else in the family or an increasing trend we're seeing across the European markets and indeed in Ireland is trading in, recognizing that your phone has value. Uh, when you come to the end of your, your desired ownership window, you want to bring it back into market, get value for that phone. And that's super helpful for reducing the upfront cost, for example, in the Irish market. So we're seeing the trend and growth for, for trade-in um, still significantly grow in the Irish market. I think most channels now have some form of trade-in mechanic available, and they're working hard to make that a seamless, seamless and streamlined process. And so that's a big trend, I think, one that consumers will really recognize the value of uh, when it comes to trading in whatever their old phone is and, and accessing one of our new foldable devices. Yeah, absolutely. And it is something that people, I suppose, you know, hadn't or weren't aware of because it wasn't shouted about for a while. And now that it is being shouted about, more people are availing of it, which is great. Uh, I want to talk to you about the Fold. Uh, this is one of those phones that I'll never forget the first time I saw the the first iteration of it. It kind of blew my tiny brain. Uh, the fact that you could open an app on the front screen then unfold the device and just continue exactly from where you were let off, uh, were left off, but on a bigger screen. It was incredible. The form factor is stunning. And it is proper innovation in an industry where, you know, the flat six-inch screen was kind of the height of it for some time. What improvement uh, or improvements have happened, not only from a hardware point of view, but also software and app compatibility with that unfolding form factor? Yeah, well, if you were to look at the original Fold versus the latest Fold 5 and open them up side by side, I think one of the key things you'll see, as you mentioned, is the software, is the One UI, which is our um, our UI and interface on Samsung smartphones. And you'll notice that when you open it up, you can multitask with three apps running simultaneously. So, for example, on the left-hand side, you can have WhatsApp and be chatting you know, openly to your friends or a group. Uh, in the top left-hand corner, you could then be watching a YouTube video and down the bottom you could be following Twitter to see what you know, the world has to say about whatever video you're watching or you could be gaming and you could be you know, in a stream following or looking at hacks and tricks as to how you how you, you know, deliver the best gameplay so the, the, the possibilities are endless from a screen that is that large on a phone that is that small and pocketable and that lightweight um, it really is quite extraordinary but we've done a lot of work on the on the actual on the on the OS and on the uh, on on the on the applications and on the um, the way the device presents itself to you through the software layer. Um, you've got a little mini taskbar now that runs acro across the bottom of the screen. So very quickly, you can drag and drop and open new applications, literally pick, a, pick put your finger on the application tray, much like you have on a on a desktop computer, uh, click the app you want to open, drag it into the corner of the screen you want it, and then away you go. You've now got two or three apps running simultaneously. So I think that is a mobile experience that is facilitated by a folding form factor, but that is a mobile experience that is entirely new. Um, mm. it, we, we have pioneered that um, through our relentless focus on, on innovation, uh, but you won't find that mobile interface on any other smartphone other than a folding smartphone. And we're seeing folding smartphones grow in popularity. We're seeing real growth in the market. Last year in Ireland, we sold twice as many foldables as we'd sold the year before. And we're already seeing massive interest and growth in the numbers for our launch, which we only did 48 hours ago. So we're really excited to continue to see, quite frankly, there's Irish customers out there that are looking forward to joining the flip side. And they are now visiting 
retail stores across Ireland to uh, to take advantage of the offers available. Yeah, I don't think I've ever spoken to anyone from Samsung and not mentioned my love of the old Note range. Um, I was just the biggest Samsung Galaxy Note fan because I loved the form factor. The S Pen was great and I was kind of devastated when that range disappeared. But the more I see of the folds, the more I understand and appreciate the kind of shimmy across to that form factor because... I suppose my read of it, and I could be wrong, but my read of it would be that it's aimed at people who maybe already had a phone, had a tablet, wanted the power of a laptop, but didn't really want to add a third device into the mix. They want to be able to work. They want to be able to play. They want to be able to carry it in their pocket. And I sort of see this as Samsung being able to cram all of those expectations into a device that fits in your pocket. 100%. I mean, it really is a mobile powerhouse in your pocket. As you say, whether you are a gamer who really wants to take, you know, kind of console level gaming from your home and immediately run that on the go using something like Xbox Cloud, for example, then of course, you know, Fold is absolutely the product for you. And the processor and the screen built into the Fold will deliver you an unrivaled gaming experience. Uh, And also with that size of screen, you're going to see so much more gameplay than the people you're, you're competing against online. So I think that's one absolutely massive use case. And of course, the other one is productivity, like you mentioned, being able to do so much on the go with something that's so small, but it's packed with battery life for more than all day performance. And of course, it's 5G to give you super fast internet connectivity wherever you happen to be working or or, 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 or traveling across Ireland. So yeah, I think it delivers so much. I was actually on a plane the other day, pulled out my my old fold. I couldn't bring out the new one because it hadn't been launched, but I used my fold for and I started watching a movie and the guy next to me was watching a movie on his very, very small competitor device, shall we put it that way. And uh, yeah, the screen was rather dim on his phone and he looked over with somewhat of jealousy and envy at the uh, the sheer scale and size of the uh, of the un- of the unopened, the unfurled Fold 5 uh, that I was watching uh, yeah, something from Netflix on. So I think, yeah, it's uh, it's causing envy in the world because, you know, it's a, it's a Samsung product and we're leading the market when it comes to foldables. And uh, for all the reasons we've just mentioned and you mentioned, we're enabling new experiences from a mobile phone that for the last 10 years, people haven't had access to. And I think your mention on Note is absolutely right. These, the Fold 5 is S Pen compatible. So Note fans, people who've been using the S Pen, of course, can continue to use the S Pen on foldable and have the opportunity to interface with that phone using the pen, as well as obviously the more normal touch interfaces. So uh, yeah, the, the Note maybe has become a platform now as opposed to a product but but that platform uh, is alive and well within our phones and of course it's fully supported through through fold five uh, you mentioned or you alluded to uh, some of the competitor devices there obviously the innovation that's been going on with samsung not just with the foldable devices but with the s range with your wearables with your headphones uh you know there's there's a lot going on in the sort of wearable and mobile device space How much are you guys just focused with your eyes on the prize yourselves versus checking out what the competition is doing? Because there's been so much change in the mobile market over recent years. Obviously, Huawei looked like they were coming to the fore. They've kind of fallen off a cliff, but then there's new markets coming in the entire time. And then there is that other giant competitor who will probably have a launch of their own in the next few weeks. 
Yeah, look, I think look, our primary focus, of course, is to play our own game. And in the Irish market, I'm delighted that we've got a huge and loyal customer base, Galaxy customer base, uh, who are loving their Galaxy smartphone, whether it's a, a, a legacy S10, S9, or indeed a more recent S23, or a flip or a fold. Um, our primary focus is to look after those customers and to give, give them an amazing experience through that device in life, and also look after them when they come to the end of their ownership window and want to upgrade and step up into whatever as next for them. Uh, it's also about the ecosystem of products that we can support them with around that core smartphone. So it probably would be remiss of me not to mention also this week we've launched the Galaxy Watch 6 series. Mm -hmm. so that's our latest smartwatch, uh, taking our smartwatch range now into new uh, into new parts of the market, offering even greater and enhanced health, wear, health monitoring and health tracking capabilities for our customers. But we have a range of smartwatches now across the Watch 4, 5 and 6 series that offer options and choices and price points for our customers to extend their Galaxy experience into our wider ecosystem. You mentioned our Buds product, of course, and we're delighted with the, with the uptake and the volume of customers who are using our Buds alongside their Galaxy. But of course, our ecosystem is a bit different to others. Our ecosystem is open. Our ecosystem isn't restrictive. So our Buds work just as well with other Android phones or indeed iPhones. Uh, our watches work just as well with other Android phones or indeed iOS devices. So I think we're, we're, we're super proud of driving our ecosystem, uh, but we're also welcoming new people into our ecosystem because they're seeing that the products available from Samsung just really are streets ahead of the competitive space. Yeah, and obviously Samsung has a broad spectrum of devices available. So very often people will text into the Pat Kenny show looking for a phone for 200 quid. And then you've got people like me who want the devices with all the bells and whistles. So there kind of is something for everyone, which is very important. Um, but you've mentioned a few times the life cycle of devices. So people aren't upgrading their phones as frequently as they did before. And if you look at some of the stats here in Ireland, more and more people are starting to move to digital mobile networks where they're paying, whether it is a tenner a month or 15 quid a month for their phone bill. And then they're buying a phone outright and holding on to it for a bit longer. Is that behavior shift impacting your business? Because I suppose for a few years, like a few years ago, you would have had people who would have bought every S upgrade that came out every single year, regardless of the health or the condition of that older phone. No, look, we still see an incredibly uh, loyal base who who also you know drive uh, a decision to retain and upgrade um, you know, within within a, a, a normal window of somewhere between thirty and thirty four months. That has grown ever so slightly. So I think you're absolutely right, and that trend isn't unique to Ireland. We're seeing that trend in uh, in the UK and in other European markets. And look, quite frankly, I think it, we're, we're we're super fine with that, right? Because you know, we build products to last. We want products to last. We want to deliver an experience for customers. I think, yeah, wind the clock back 15 years, you had to upgrade your phone after two years because, yeah, it probably was a bit broken and wasn't really working. I think, yeah, we've come an awful long way now in delivering super durable products. And that is good for the planet if we've got products that are going to last three, four, five years, if not longer, have full support of software updates, fully secure from a, yeah, from a security perspective with, with the likes of knocks embedded into our devices. So, so we're absolutely fine with that. We want to give customers choice. We want them to upgrade when it's right for them. And of course, we'll keep bringing innovation to market that gives them an option to think about what they can do with their current phone, like the S9 or the S10 or the, or the S20, and what they could do with a phone that's available today, like Flip 5, for example. And so we will bring innovation to market that will inspire customers to come back into market. Uh, but we are perfectly happy for customers to hold on to their phone for as long as they want to. Uh, and of course, 
you know, when they're finished with it, as I mentioned already, taking advantage of trade-in options that can significantly reduce your upfront. And I think that's the important message for for your readers and listeners is like you know, reducing the upfronts can get can be a you know, can be a, a very easy way for you to then step up into a more premium device. And the trends we're seeing in the Irish market, our data shows us that now 40 percent of the Irish market is premium. And that's up from 31% in 2021. So we can see that the Irish consumer is asking and demanding for more from their phone because they realize it's a it's a very considered purchase, but it's a purchase that's gonna be in your pocket or in your bag with you for two, three, four years. So you've got to make the right choice. Um, you know, we, we've looked at some data and actually, typically people might buy a new car and on a lease and only own that car for two or three years before they decide to chop it in. So you've got people now making a considered purchase uh, for longer than they would uh, uh, you know, necessarily hold that other big asset they probably have a lot of pride in, and that is their vehicle. So I think, you know, rightly, we're, we're meeting those demands from customers who are expecting you know, greater tech, wanting greater tech. They recognize if they buy cheap, they're often going to buy twice. And that's not just in our industry, that'll be in, in, in most other in most other uh, industries, that, that, that mantra is true. And so they're recognizing it's a considered purchase, they want to make the right one, and we're fully supportive of making sure they make the right choice. We have a range of products across price points that meet customers' needs. Um, but if they're choosing foldables, then they are stepping into a new world uh, that opens up a whole new way of using your mobile phone. And I think, quite frankly, not only will be the envy factor of your friends who want one also, uh, but in joining the flip side, you'll get access to new experiences like we've described around how you can use that phone to take selfies, to use the cover screen to interact with the mobile in totally different ways. Yeah, well, look, it is exciting to see the innovation continuing in the mobile space because uh, there was a good while where I was struggling to say things about devices that weren't the same every single time that, you know, it was class, it was expensive and had a good camera. So it is good to see that form factor change. Uh, we will have our full reviews of the Flip and Fold on Tuesday's Pat Kenny show. But for the moment, James Guido, thank you so much for joining me here on Newstalk. Thanks, Jess. Appreciate it. Yeah, there you have it. Uh, the... Z Flip is a phone that I would absolutely love to have. But as I sort of alluded to there in the chat with James, I don't know that I would buy one yet um, because they are expensive enough. Uh, but I'd just be terrified that I would drop it or I would break it or one of my nieces or nephews would take it and use it as a rugby ball in the garden. Uh, and I would be devastated at having to pay almost the price of the phone again to get a screen repaired but let me know what you think would you do you already have the foldable phones they've been around for quite a few years now uh what do you think of it and would you spend two grand over two grand in fact on the highest spec and highest storage version of the fold five uh, you can email me techtalk at newstalk.com now when we come back here on news talk derek riley will join me with news from china